comes back to Mux. All right, come on. This is, big, this, is, this is the danger of me and David not being able to talk all the time. And then when we start talking, and then we're having a good conversation. And then about five minutes into the yeah. conversation, I'm like, is this podcast? Is this yeah, a podcast? Or is what we're talking a podcast right now? It might be a podcast. Um, so, so just to. It makes a weird dynamic. It, you know. <laughs> It is a weird life we lead wherever it's like, can we have a conversation? No, no, no. We might need to record that conversation. Yeah. It could be important. Yeah. Like um, five minutes ago, it was like, how is work? How's your wife? Da, da, da. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, we better record this. We didn't ask about work or a wife. We were both drinking and yelling about hammer and no. hell. Let's be real. <laughs> we were. We were. Um, but so, Which again is is not not to make. Yeah, no, it's too cheap of a dirty joke. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in in light of so to bring to bring you the listener up to speed, uh, the conversation that's kind of been backing bouncing back and forth a little bit here is based on I I'm getting prepped. So any of you who are in the dumb and awful Discord know that we are prepping for books two, Electric Boogaloo, um, where uh, books one was me reading a bunch of the foundational stuff that we'd run on the show, plus a couple others. Uh, books two, if anyone's interested, is going to be. Uh, Black Bolshevik, Hammer and Ho, Black Shirts and Reds, uh, the intro and outro of This Life, uh, uh, one more, oh, uh, Red Sh- Redskins White Mass will be involved in that one as well, um, but very brief compared to what we're about to do with uh, mm. Bands of Turtle Island. Spoiler alert, yes. guys, that is coming. It's happening. Uh, three-part three part <laughs> it's series. Finally. It's three been part over series. a year, but we're finally going to get it. We are going to get, hey, okay. It should be a three-part series, is- yes. Lots of things have happened over a year, including this book. Yes. But uh yes. And then and then also there's gonna be some books about dragons in there um as well for books too. But it's <laughs> it's gonna be a really fun one. But as part of that, I've kind of been binging through I, I just finished Hammer and Ho, and then I'm I'm halfway through Black Shirts and Reds. Um and we and we're kind of having this conversation because this brings us back to stuff we talked about during Black Bolshevik, because Hammer and Ho takes place at the same time. Um so obviously now I'm getting two we're getting two very detailed again hammer and hose like 500 something pages black bulls fix 700 something pages so we've got lots of content discussing this this relatively short period of human history probably 20 years give or take on either side of the 1920s to 1950s and that we get the south completely completely uneducated about american history in general let alone, I mean, you maybe hear the words Jim Crow, and that's about Ex- it. Oh yeah, um, oh yo, radical reconstruction. I know all about radical reconstruction. Um, <laughs> I, I had one teacher that was hell bent on just. I, that's all I remember is the words radical reconstruction. Um, oh, over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> but so it, it brought us to this conversation because the an interesting take that that Hammer and Ho almost a little bit diverges from Black Bolshevik on. For those of you that listened to that section, was around the 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 foster and browder question uh in the cpusa mm-hmm. back in the 30s of foster wanting a very organized party that that ostensibly and again from haywood's perspective th- because again we're getting a whole different view of what was happening he was there you know he heard stalin reprimanding browder at you know at the common turn and letting him know you know sanctioning him essentially and saying whoa you're way out of line so he has information that the rest of the the rural proletariat organizing on the ground didn't have um yeah but from the rural proletariat organizing on the ground when they got told go back underground they infiltrated all sorts of other organizations and then foster reforms the party and you get a lot of very dead slash repressed slash beaten slash isolated communists because Mm -hmm. 
when you're an organized party or an easy target and things like that. So that brought me to this thing that I've been wrestling with that me and David kind of started talking about, which is in the American example, not saying American yeah. is exceptional, but America is unique as every country is unique. Bolivia is unique. Russia is mm-hmm. unique. France is unique. Yeah. America is unique. And to deny it would be to ignore our material, you know, our, our materialism that we pride ourselves on. In America, we may be the only, yes. if not the only, we're one of the few, and I can't name another one right now, country that runs an exclusive two-party system with no viable third party. And we have not had a viable third party in at least 100 years. Um, long enough that it is not even a consideration, long enough that it's not even a an option. The, the concept that... I, and I think me and David both kind of concurred on this, that is, yeah. is there an option where, you know, oh, you know, we can organize the PSL and they'll get big enough and we can somehow run a PSL candidate that will challenge the two party system in America as it exists now. And while I love to think that that's an option, I would be very happy about it. I see nothing materially around me that says that is a possibility, let alone a likely possibility, let alone a possibility that should be likely enough that we should be investing our organizing resources around it. And if that is the case, yeah, what the fuck is the other option? Because I've always been against the concept of organizing within the Democratic Party. And if that's off the table and there's no third party on the table, that seems to mean that there's nothing on the table in terms of any kind of electoral politics. And I'm curious then well, as to and, what the and, options are. Yeah, and of course we started recording as I was about to answer, so you guys are getting this answer at the same time. As at Nate, the same time, so I is because be, I was like, "This answer may be great, and I would like it recorded, please." <laughs> I hope Nathan's expectations are met because I, I don't know how good it is. But what I was going to say is that the point of participating in bourgeoisie elections. As a revolutionary party, okay, what Lenin talked about in what is to be done, whereas you should not participate in bourgeoisie elections unless with a revolutionary party, hence why you don't do it with the Democratic Party, which we see firsthand the trappings of that. And again, in Hammer and Ho, Hammer and Ho that Nathan's talking about, we see, you know, what the attempt at a popular front other than for a specific state of goal did to destroy that party in the first place. Turns um, out compromising with white liberals, not a great idea when the broad base of your organizational and power structure is poor, rural, urban black voters. Yeah, yeah. They turned away from from their base in order to to do these types. Exactly what the what within the, the range of liberal outcomes Democratic Party did from the, the lefter leaning liberals towards, you know, old Republicans and neocons and stuff, right? Yeah. It's 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 the same thing, but it was even worse because there was less – the ground was far more tenuous because there were an up-and-coming revolutionary party that was organizing and facing oppression, not you know an election-jockeying bourgeoisie party. And about um, to face – and again, they could not have – this is not to armchair quarterback that too terribly mm-hmm. much because to imagine – No, they were doing pre- the best they could at the time. We just need to learn. Pre-McCarthyism, mistakes, to imagine what McCarthyism was about to be – yeah, I, I can't fault someone for not being able to say, oh, they're going to put you all on lists and kill you. Um, that's yes. that again, when you when you fully have just watched a revolution succeed in Russia and don't have the example of McCarthyism to scare you and to give you the full breadth of what the U.S. is willing to do to suppress communism in this country. I, I think they were doing the best of what they can. But we yeah. do have that information now. 
and yeah, having that McCarthy information and Pro and everything that behind I mean not behind us I'm sure CoinTelPro is still oh, very much still going on we've talked it's, about we've talked about some specific you know uh, suspicious deaths Ferguson. of Black Lives Matter you know activists and, and Ferguson yeah correct so I mean I, I'm sure it's very much still happening yes. right um, I mean if anything it could be like one of the things where we talk about functionally right so you know when we say stuff like you know uh, obviously the 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 meme of you know uh, uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams and, and bush did 9-11 like that's obviously like paranoid nonsense but to say like the cia is responsible for 9-11 because they made the ML- mak in turn you know al-qaeda right so functionally they're they're the cause of it i mm-hmm. think that's a fair thing to say so oh, and i you know, also believe say- fully that george w bush and them didn't would not have cared <laughs> about 9-11 happening i'm yeah. fully on the board of no they probably were well aware that something was going to happen and were like Eh, I'd like to do Iraq again. Yeah. Let's let's give it a shot. Like I don't right, think George, right. I don't think George it, was flying the, the plane, but um, I ain't gonna. Right, rule as soon out as they realized conspiracy. it was like two thousand dead and it was the World Trade Center, and like, oh shit, this is gonna hurt the economy. Then they got real mad and jumped on the opportunism they wanted from it anyway. But no, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't think they like plotted out again. The CIA had a plan to bomb Miami and blame Castro. So it's not that crazy to say they would have plotted out. Not crazy at all. I don't think they plotted out nine 11. I don't think they knew it would be like executed mass death on that level, but they still made Al Qaeda. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. they they did. And they let Al Qaeda go right under their nose, even during the post nine 11 investigation. They thanked them at the end of Rocky three, not Rocky. (laughs) It's Rambo. I get confused with my Stallone movies. (laughs) <laughs> it would be very hilarious if at the end of Rocky 3, the Brave thanked, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that tracks, that tracks. Which one was three? Yeah. That's when he actually beat Apollo Creed, I think. So he I just, don't, I don't know. Was uh, four was the big red scare. Four one, was right? the red. Oh, no, no, no. Four, it would have been hilarious if they think that one. They makes, could have thanked the brave Mujahideen fighters they because could it's have, just, they could have. I would love it if at the end of Rocky Four, the actual way he beats Eve, Ivan Drago is that just like eight Mujahideen fighters jump into the ring and just beat the shit out of Drago <laughs> and then run away. And then it's just Rocky saying they're like, "Woo, USA, USA." I have a weird skewed view. more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway we're getting way off track here this is uh, the things we decide to record uh, we're getting way um, off track in but a the, bonus episode yeah no i think we're allowed yeah, to okay. True. okay okay so anyway the point is functionally cointel pro may formally still be going on mm-hmm. but it's probably under a different name and, and, and using different strategies but it's at least functionally going on they're, oh, they're yeah. at least you know letting people get lynched and then like cops are turning the other cheek and the fbi is not exactly look, investigating the cops turning the other cheek look right at them they're baiting, just going, yeah it was a suicide look at them baiting baiting people into doing terrorism i mean that's a well-known fbi yeah. tactic is getting yeah, on tra- forums talking to kids and trapping thing. them into care and trapping mm-hmm. kids in terrorism um you're, you're taking people that have any and kind of revolution like hyper it, revolutionary for and again i i fully agree on the was it 2003 13 or 2014 where they were entrapping people like left and right for every news article in the world mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there was like a shooting in an airport yeah um, that tracks no i i'd have yeah. to go look it up but that tracks it's and again i agree um, with lenin's take on terrorism that it, it is not a useful tactic i'm not saying that terrorist attacks no. are something we should be you know oh they took away our good well, terrorist soldiers like that's and, not a viable yeah, strategy you got to look at the function of terrorism and who's doing it, right? When it's, it's to terrorize. When it's fascist, like, right, yeah. Well, when it's 
Well, yeah, but it's always a political terror. But when it's fascists doing it to try to, you know, bring instability so that they can, you know, hunt down the strategy of whatever tension. person is against them. The strategy of tension, right, the strategy of tension is, a, so. is a perfect example of fascists right. using terrorism to create a, yeah. a, a, a terror vacuum that allows them to hunt leftists and communists. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing, I mean, same thing white supremacists, you know, are, are doing here. It's the same thing. Uh, the Mujahideen slash MK slash Al Qaeda slash ISIS, you know, all, all slash Daesh all do um, in West Asia. Um, You're talking you know, about I mean, my brave that, Mujahideen that kind of fighters actually turn into ISIS? The brave Mujahideen fighters. David. Uh, what's that? <laughs> they turned into ISIS? David, no. They're the good guys. <laughs> Rambo told me so. Um, but even left-wing terror, you know, like Lenin said, I mean, you talk about the, the like the IRA, right? Like, I, I'm not going to say that their strategies were bad. I, they were fighting an uphill battle against a powerful colonial force, right? And they were just trying to liberate themselves. Um, and they felt that it was their best strategy to, to, to make an impact because of the repression they were facing. Uh, but also, you know, some of the outcomes, like there was an incident where a bombing killed two children. That's what the... the uh, famous cranberry song zombie is about specifically is those two kids dying uh, um they were so middle of the ground they were just very middle of the road about it though that's a great <laughs> song also uh insert come out you black and tans uh, at this point uh david may be taking a critical view of the ira just so we are clear nathan has a very uncritical view of the ira uh oh i uh, love the ira don't try let's, not mistake let's go support of the ira this is talking about the downside of that strategy and lenin talking against I'm it and aware. this is differentiating it from fascist terror yes but um, it was very again but, but it's I, I, yeah. but again you look at uh, you look at the conditions it's so how else do you wage that war at that point? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what I was saying is, you know, I mean, CoinTelPro, of course, is so, so we, we have a lot to learn. We can I, I it, my point is, I didn't want to comment CoinTelPro just behind us like it's not still no, happening. No, it is absolutely still but happening. We do. We do have that. And, and, and I want to be clear when I say that, that doesn't mean that like CoinTelPro under that name with those exact same strategies of like cops shooting 50 bullets into Fred Hampton's room. No, no. Herbert Hoover happened. is absolutely still active and running the, the CIA. <laughs> he has a brain in a jar fallout style. I got Did this. Did you just call Edgar Hoover Herbert Hoover? No. Yeah, they're the same guy. Yeah, sure. Okay, we're going with that. No, Herbert no. Hoover is running the CIA. Yeah, he no, still no, is. They're all the same person to me. <laughs> yeah. This tracks. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> we did oh, shanty God. towns and then we did COINTELPRO pro i don't see what the difference is damn it <laughs> so anyway um but yeah i mean with that knowledge it, it they wouldn't you know so we're not lambasting their strategy but we saw now that we can see in the past the bad outcomes of that compromise and so you always have to thread the needle between you know where are you standing with your principles? What's principles and what's dogmatism? What makes you Rosa Luxemburg? And again, Lenin thought very highly of Rosa Luxemburg. They, they criticize each other all the time, but it was always a criticism. You know, it was a, it was a like Mao unity, unity criticism, unity, right? It was in unity. They thought very highly of e each other. Um, you know, that the poetry Lenin wrote about Rosa after she died um, was is about what was it about? Like a dove wing. There's some I can't remember the when words. When doves now. cry. Uh, Prince covered it for a song sometime in the eighties. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I mean, the beautiful poem to to the loss of a of you know another revolutionary, right? I mean, they thought extremely highly of each other, um, even as as uh, as much as they 
criticize each other. Prince named uh, his backing band the Revolution, man. I'm just saying this all ties together. It's there somewhere <laughs> if you really look it's for all it. Connected. Uh, so I want we don't Prince want to, to be do a that. comrade so goddamn bad, and he's dead now. So it's <laughs> just, I'm just I, nothing he can do can contradict me now. Just be a comrade, Prince. Come on. <laughs> But anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, so we, we don't want to do that because obviously things didn't turn out any better for, for Rosa in, no. in the, the Weimar turn Germany than they did for Kautsky and his opportunism. We got to find out where to, to thread the needle, yeah. right? Where, where to do what's right to stand by our principles without being dogmatic. And I think, again, and this is something, you know, the popular front for the sake of a popular front doesn't make sense. Popular fronts are usually like war fronts or specific yeah. goal fronts right like i mean you have a popular front in like algeria um you know we knew about the collapse of it in catalonia but there's a popular front in catalonia you know i mean that's that's the kind of popular fronts that that makes sense and i think because of the structure and history of this country that it really has been in a constant war the civil war has never really ended and police are a structure and the prison apparatus is a structure of constant war in the colonized communities and a popular front along those lines makes sense and so to me instead of running electoralism because the point of running in, and this is where we got off track the point of yeah. being in these bourgeoisie elections under a revolutionary party is to platform your party platform your principles and platform the ideas and then show everybody, you know, where you stand and and take stances on certain issues. You address certain issues. If you can push the other another bourgeoisie party to vote for you on an issue, if you can get the population behind an issue they may not be aware of or they may not be, you know, understanding that someone's got their back on. Um, and so I think you uh, can really run through these issues. Now I'm not saying tailism. You don't want to run tailism. You have to be you know, leadership, but we've do talked about how do me a favor, define tailism real quick, just because I, I think I know tailism it, but I would... is, yeah. Yeah. So I, and we talked about this a little bit, um, in, um, now I can't think of, of the Mao word on contradiction. No, 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 no. The Mao word of, of, of people's part. I mean, the, if oh, we always uh, talk about party. Got to come from mass the people. Line, mass, um, line. mass line. That's it. Thank you. Mass line. So mass line, you go to the people, you ask them what they need, you stand for what they need, you help them understand what they need in the larger, broader context of class revolution and, and what your goals are, and then you set a new goal based on their needs and what you want to accomplish in your revolution, then you go back to the people and go back what they need. So you're asking the people and you're putting the people in the driver's seat, right, because otherwise you're 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 just running off. I mean, what the hell are, are you doing? Right. Yeah. Just, we need to overthrow this shit. And like, nobody knows anything, right? No, you're not addressing any needs, yep. but if you're coming to the people and just doing what the people want and not showing any leadership, you're just like, Oh yeah, I'll jump on that too. Oh yeah. I'll jump on the two. And just jumping on existing movements without, you know, showing without guiding people and politically educating people and tying movements together. That's a big thing. Tying the movements together. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and pushing people's politics certain ways while you're in the movements, not going there and, and being like, well, you had this all organized and you've been doing a great job, but listen to me, I got it better, right? Like, not like that, but like going and showing your real support, um, you know, putting your boots on the ground, proving that you're really about it, not just doing it opportunistically, but doing it because you really care and you're really behind that issue. And then at the downtime being like, oh, hey, by the way, here's the rest of my politics based on what you need. Um, 
let's let's figure this out. Let's figure out how to step this forward, how to solve this in the long term, how to not trip back on this problem and these other problems. How how are we helping, you know, there Black Lives Matter, most of the people being shot have, you know, that are unarmed have disabilities. How can we advocate for disability or disabled people? You know, how can how can we tie tie these things in together, right? You know, I mean, how can we uh, improve the lives. How can we see police brutality against like sex workers and, 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 you know, push for decriminalization of sex work and, and how that, you know, over, uh, overwhelmingly like most issues of, of poverty and oppression affects trans people and, you know, and, and, and help with trans rights and, and tying that thing together and, and pushing forward a line based on all that, but not coming in and saying like, well, black lives matter needs to do this. Like you're, you're showing real support. Okay. If you're just showing support, you're not tying things together. You're not educating people. You're not creating a mass line um, and driving a party and bringing in a new party and new forces forward. You're just doing what other people say and and you know playing whack a mole, kind of chasing what everybody else does and never driving any. You know the revolution is happening with or without you, and you're just adding more people. That's tailism and. And unless there's some other party okay. being a vanguard already and doing a really good job of it, which if there is, maybe you should join that party. For sure. Then tailism is never going to lead to a revolution. And that um, and that so that makes sense. I oh. think the the inspiration that I the thing that I took away after after the hammer and hoe and after trying to again synthesize what I know, and this is kind of a synthesis of of what we know from Black Reconstruction in America. What mm-hmm. we know from everything else, and then what just just yeah. again a, a good knowledge of I I'm not I I have a pretty good knowledge of U.S. history and how the U.S. Sure. political system has evolved. That that is one of the things I do have a fairly good um, grasp on outside of anything else. No. It it seems like there is possibly an effective argument to be made for let's take Black Lives Matter as the most. Um, I think I think that well, so and that's what you, I was going to say. Like you know, there there's an issue. There's a front to form a popular front around. But again, you form the popular front around that. We're not like we're we're trying to be equal to these groups and cater to these groups. We're like us and this group have the same goal here. We're going to fight this together. That's what a popular front means. We're fighting side by side. We're not, fighting side. We're trying to integrate or make buddy no, buddy or which again in in when you were trying to side. do this when you try and do that in America, the, the danger I have with the popular mm-hmm. front is when you are trying to cater to the mm-hmm. the white liberal. When you are trying to mm-hmm. bend your policy around the white, well, we have to have the white liberal, or we'll never get a, we'll never get elected or get what we want. We have to cater. No, that I I am fully convinced that that is a bad, untenable, and just just misguided yeah. strategy based on just facts on the way that you've yeah. seen it gone. I'm not yet now convinced that there may be. Something to again, if you are vetting, so take Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is not a political okay. party. It is a it is a movement no. based around a set of ideas. Yeah. Prison abolition. Yeah, and that's what I'm I'm saying. You know, you could you could not necessarily just form coalition, but like your your substitute for electoral politics is movements. I think, and in, you in the and, and there you go. Now you have someone in a movement. You have someone in a movement that is ve- that is talented, that has has organizational ability, mm-hmm. that has 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 all the things that you want. It can speak, can can give you the 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 movement mm-hmm. you want, and, and give your movement legitimacy. Yeah. Do what do you do with that person? You want to advance the movement. You want to advance the revolution. You want to advance 
everything we're trying to do, what is the most effective mm-hmm. path to channel that person into? Um, well, I would assume if you're channeling that person that you would be the leadership in the Vanguard party. And in that case, you would find maybe. where that person's skills are best suited in your party's actions or maybe grow your party's actions based on that person's skill and point them that way. Um, is any, otherwise, is there any point you should that be, you run that person for political office? Is that a viable option? Because you can't run them I on Black Lives Matter as a party. That's not possible. No. They don't exist as a party. No. They're not a political entity yeah. in America. You could run them on sure. PSL or Green Party. They'll get their asses handed to them, and you'll get a moral victory. But right. They're not going to get as much of a those? platform as burning down a, a police station will get them. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. And then you have people, again, I'm not saying this person fits the mold, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use an example right here. Someone like Cori Bush. Yeah. No. Okay. Our, I will say that's a our that's a good example because if if there was someone, and, and it, maybe it is because she's in our backyard. If there was someone, um, if there was someone in the Democratic Party that I would think has the potential to drive drive anybody in a revolutionary direction or drive revolutionary politics at all it is not bernie sanders nope. it is not fucking aoc nope. it's cory bush Correct. she is genuinely really fucking good um and she has been said, and, and, and it's because i know what was cory bush's impetus for engaging in politics at all What, what do you mean? What was her impetus? Like what? What, 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 what issue what, drove what her is there? The, if you were to, if you were to, to pick a catalyst event that drove Cory Bush into politics, what was it? I I would think it would be the shooting of Michael Brown. It was. It was Ferguson. She was a triage nurse yeah. at Ferguson. Yeah. So that's what okay. I'm saying. When when I what was Bernie Sanders' motivation to get into politics at the time? And this is the thing. Maybe at the time, maybe in his youth, Bernie Sanders was. You could point to him as that thing. Here's the problem. Well, and that's what I was going to say is 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 I don't even have – if there is someone, it's Cory Bush, and I don't have confidence in it being Cory Bush. And I don't have confidence in I'm it not being saying Cory I do Bush. As much as I do within U.S. politicians, I mean she's she's the closest thing to like – were we looking back at in Black Reconstruction and going, oh, yeah, get it, Thaddy, right? Like to this point – and again, she could prove me stupid as shit on this tomorrow and do something dumb. But to this point – like she's the only person current that I would put in that like actually has been good, you know, to to my knowledge, like Thaddeus Stevens type person. Obviously, and she, she hasn't, hasn't accomplished day, anything near that. She hasn't spent a day yeah. in Washington yet. She's not actually an elected. Yeah. She is an elect. She is elect. Yeah. She has yeah. not been no, inaugurated. She's not, she's not there. Yeah, no, she just she just hasn't. There's a lot of them that they'll be all talk, and maybe even after going into office, they'll be all talk even against other Democrats publicly. But there are certain things they tiptoe around and once they're in mm-hmm. office a lot of that talk shuts up so they're not even talk they're just branding and she's won that election and is still not like backing down and towing the party line no she's she's doing right? she's doing the good work so far but again she's not she hasn't gone around, to inauguration yet she hasn't gone to the orientation yeah. yet she is still completely right. outside the system we don't know what her, record, to see what, what her voting record is or anything like that yeah mm-hmm. and but and I will I say, oh, no, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say um, someone I've met in person. Very nice guy. Um, 
as battled houselessness himself again local here and started off a lot that way and i tell you what he's as buddy buddy with the other you know missouri republicans as any other missouri democrat now and and just says the regular run-of-the-mill party line stuff he mostly keeps his mouth shut is bruce franks you know, and so I, I have much more faith that Cory Bush would turn into Bruce Franks and and, and just be a nothing burger. And that mill, scares Missouri me because as, as someone that being lived, a revolutionary. I, I, I worked, I mean, and this isn't a secret or anything like that. Like I, I worked yeah. for the Senate for a while, uh, the Missouri mm-hmm. Senate, and I can absolutely see that happening because that whole system is mm-hmm. the Missouri Senate, the Missouri House and Senate at least very buddy buddy that is a group of people that they all acknowledge because a lot of them are all from similar backgrounds they all acknowledge we're just kind of friends it's okay yeah and they kind of you know shrug their shoulders at each other and 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 do the things you got to do and it's run by a group of people that are behind the scenes so knowing that i don't know maybe maybe i'm completely off base here i don't know i just i i know that yeah i don't I don't know. It's not that it's not that we shouldn't leverage pressure on elected politicians or pay attention. And again, it's something I've said before. I won't vote shame people, right? Like I I would shame you for campaigning for someone because they're garbage and that's not revolutionary and shut your mouth and stop promoting the Democratic Party. I will openly mention that I won't vote and I didn't vote. And again, I think campaigning means a hell of a lot more than a single person's vote. Like if you go around and tell everyone you know how much you love blah, 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 politician, and then don't vote versus if you shut your mouth and vote, I think going around and telling everybody you love blah, 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 politician is the thing that had the bigger impact, right? Like, again, you know, so I, I do not care especially for the electoralism in this country. Uh, but I won't say like if you think it's strategic to go say you know we already said this like if you think it it very much is strategic to go vote for Biden you know I'm not I'm not gonna agree and if you but if you're not shaming me for that and you go do that fine whatever I I don't give a shit right yeah. it's it's got it's a small impact as long as you're doing the organizing and the educating on the side and you're actually standing principally so if if you think for some reason that someone can campaign. And make a make an impact that if someone can campaign and make an impact that has a better turnout compared to the energy and finances and things exhausted on that impact and the likely dulling of their revolutionary fervor than if they didn't campaign. If if just the power given to them in that office or the platform given them office is more useful, then fine, you do that. Um, but I don't, I don't personally see that in, in America. And I guess our litmus tests, I mean, we've had other litmus tests and they've not gone well. I can't remember the name of the, the supposed to be progressive DA. Like how can you be a progressive cop, but progressive DA, you, you're actually hands on getting to, you know, pick the prosecutors, pick what cases are tried. Very, very hands on huge impact, um, office. And he's keeping, Mumia Abdul Jamal locked up and burying that paperwork, right? I mean, I, you know, uh, I can't. Who is um, who is the other co-founder of the Chicago Black Panthers, um, along with Fred Hampton? That's a Democratic politician now, and he's a run-of-the-mill corporate wait, Obama wait, guy. I got it. I don't have it. Um, 
Mm. Rush? Bobby Rush? His name. Bobby Rush. Bobby Rush. And Coward. and he's, you know, again, a, a Black Panther, a co-founder of the Chicago Black Panthers. And he's a, a toothless corporate Democrat. You know, I mean, he only even looks anywhere near progressive these days, either branding on his past, a la John Lewis, again, another former revolutionary that completely defanged when he became a politician, or compared to Lori freaking Lightfoot, because Jesus Christ, you know. And this is, um, and that's why I think you have to have or Rahm Emanuel before her, you know. You need it, a constant pipeline of these people going mm-hmm. in because this is the thing is at the end of the day right yeah. what what do we have other than to send we, we or we we can organize i think the best thing to do again is to organize in decent not decentralized but not formal groups something like black lives matter um doesn't necessarily have well, and i'm not against formal groups I, I i think you can you can organize in parties i mean look at all the work that like you know for the people does look at all the work i mean we we had the the gso woe guys on um, oh, yeah and i'm very supportive that's what i'm saying i'm not gso i mean Woe, here we've got we got center for people's self-determination correct. do either of those in, require in you to be like registered the with the government in a way that you have like your roles on paper where my name and address are registered yeah. as the leader of the communist party of missouri and therefore yeah. i can have my door knocked on at any moment no gso woe doesn't have to register themselves in a way that yeah you know, their, their people are a, a target not saying that they aren't already and that they don't deal with that 100 percent. i like, agree and i think that's the way we've got to organize i think i think what like you know for the people gso woe you know united panther movement whether that's the the brown pan the brown panthers new african black panther party um, white Panthers, white Panthers, you know, um, those, those organizations, I, I think that's the way to do it. And of course, you know, specific localized issue stuff. I mean, I've, I've mentioned specifically the center for people's self-determination yeah. here in St. Louis multiple times, um, closed down St. Louis workhouse. Yes. Great group around here, you know, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the one in, in, uh, Chicago now, uh, CAA, C A R P R. Don't 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 look at me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's either C A A R P R or C A A P R P. It is C A A R P R. It's Chicago Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression. If you are not intimately involved in that system, yeah. if you don't have anyone inside that system, if you're not working inside that system. How do you know that they're not full of shit? And how do you influence well, them in any meaningful way? In that case, I would appeal to the people in CAARPR or or the national level. There's an NAARPR. You know, the ultimate goal is you build systems of survival, kind of like what the Black Panthers yes. did, um, where you're yes. feeding people where you're teaching people that. and where you're arming people. That's Everything the way to outside do it. And the then, system. Yeah, and then people are. And then what happens is, is instead of people being dependent on the system, people can be independent from the system. And when they're independent from the system, you can survive. You can educate yourself. You can build agitate. actual power. You can agitate. And if it comes to blows, hopefully you're big enough and armed enough by then. But you have the capacity to organize as a revolutionary insurgency. Yes, yeah, that's what you need to do. Yes. What I'm saying in and so again, I'm not saying like CAARPR or NAARPR are a party. 
or are the exact model we should do. Yeah. They are an organization, much yes. like, again, shut down St. Louis Workhouse. Um, Something, the, and you the, can the go there. And, or, uh, what, what's the, the one? Uh, the, the In the South. Share, uh, what's, what's the one? What's that? No, I, I'm trying to give parallels to, again, in the South. I thought, okay. The hammer and hoe gotcha. and, and okay. things, things that we've seen in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, what is the the group that's uh, uh, made of houses people that's that's basically just taken over abandoned houses? Um, I can't remember the name of them. Badass. Um, <laughs> Very cool. No, there's a group. There's a there's a group out there that's that's made of of houses people and and. Um, and You're looking at me like I should people. know that, and you know that's not my role I on this podcast. I can't remember the name of it. You know, remembering shit's not my strong and suit. And you know that knowing um, things isn't my strong suit, so we're fucked. <laughs> but, um, but there's a group out there that does that. They actually pushed back. There were cops that came in, some of the people they had in houses, including indigenous people. You want to talk about how police are a colonial force, and you want to see the colonial structure firsthand, including indigenous people. And they came over on Thanksgiving with cops to rip them out of their houses in the middle of the pandemic. And um, people from the group came up and just basically scared the cops out of there. Yeah. Uh, just with the masses. So, mm -hmm. you know, that that is the kind of things we need to do, whether it's in that kind of group or party, I think really at best both. Um, like again, you know, people who are in CARPR might also be in FRSO or FTP or, or, you know, UPM or, or whatever. Right. Um, oh, there's another group I forgot to mention FSO, you know, freedom Re socialist organization. It's another one that's, that's, you know, doing other types of organizing. So that's what I think we got to do in this, this country. So when I'm saying, so we're not talking about like, what is the strategy overall? We know what the strategy is overall. We're talking about what's the strategy with relation to interactions with the government, because we don't have a revolutionary party to campaign on. And should we run anyone for election in that case? No, mm -hmm. I think you're better off with efforts from CARPR and pushing our focus on the party organization with like survival techniques and political education and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, maybe through, you know, CARPR type stuff, you can get laws passed or just straight up uprisings and black Lives matter protests. You can get things passed, uh, that slow down the, the, the force of the, the government somewhat. Now there will be, and I'd argue that that's idealistic and you and can't shit. do that. Yeah. I mean, there'll be, again, there'll be opportunistic writers and, and all that kind of bullshit where it's, it's, it's mostly toothless when you do that. I, I, but I'd argue that unless you're doing around. a straight up a constitutional amendment, if you're trying to, if your goal was to bring a thing to a, a local state Congress, um, yeah. and, and, or any force inside of it that, that makes you impactful, that you're doing pipe dreams and that that's okay. not useful to what you're, that, that is not going to get you to what you want. Um, so I guess then, then the question is, is that legislation going to be enough of your strategy that it's worth the resources and possible compromise on your principles to run someone? That's where I don't know. I don't know what compromises you have to make I in your particular district. I don't know what you have to give think up. And I think, I think it is a conversation we need to have. I don't think either of us have an answer to this. If we did, we wouldn't be sitting in well, a closet again, where we again, are. Again, I would, I would start by appealing to to some of the groups that have done this stuff. Right? I some would love to pushing for something. If you're listening. Yeah. So reach I mean, out. <laughs> um, but I would also push more for, again, the, the, the party organization, the, the, the stuff in, you know, um, 
PFLP and, and Woe and, and, um, FTP and, and, you know, all FRSO and all, all that kind of, that's what I would push for. Um, and, and I would push for the specific actions in our local area. Again, I, I, I've mentioned them multiple times this episode already. I think very highly of, of shutdown, shutdown uh, workhouse. Uh, I think center very for... highly, uh, what's that? Did I lose one? Is it people center for self-determination center for center center, center for, for people's self-determination. self-determination. Yeah, sorry. Um, some other, I mean, if anyone else is listening from the St. Louis area, um, expect us i i they mostly do like black lives matter protests they came out of, of ferguson so they're they're a good one to just keep an ear on for you know protests things like that i don't know really what they do otherwise um for the people is in all kinds of regions including including st louis yeah. um so you know those those are things that that i would look for um i mean we obviously there's none of these parties are going to be perfect and 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 PSL is the, the, the biggest. And, and I think of everything named, we'd have bigger criticisms of them than of some of the other ones we've named. But it's not like P- joining PSL is, is some inherently bad thing. And I'm pretty sure they are in St. Louis now, too. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I'm certainly I, they're any trying party to get expanding some people and, and doing well enough to expand. I'm, I'm yeah. a part of. I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, when you know, the event. Um, that that Gloria Lariva came to, yes. um, you know, up up north of Del Mar. Um, you know, they were definitely trying to get people recruited here, and that was a little while ago. And I haven't heard back myself, but they've probably got some people that are a little more involved in certain things that are, are around here. So I'm sure they are. And so, yeah, I mean, that kind of party joining is really what I'd push uh, more. I wouldn't I wouldn't push really through anything electoralist myself unless you see it as strategy to run around and a lot of times that's platforming this is the plan we'd go by this is how we would execute this sure maybe they never get passed in a million years but when people sit there and go well you could never do that that's idealistic and go look here's the plan we got a plan already it's those assholes stopping it there is a a lot <laughs> a lot a lot a lot to unpack um mm-hmm. and and anyone again if you disagree if you have input if you have thoughts please reach out there are a number of ways we'll get to that at the end of the episode but that being said this is also going to be our mini current events episode so david there are some things happening that you wanted to talk about (laughs) Uh, well i mentioned it's it's so bad because i specifically mentioned that i wanted to talk about them and didn't prepare for them you did and so now i'm extra excited um about that fact so i guess first and foremost uh, for those people who have not seen it in the news, because it's the kind of thing that doesn't get covered well, in spite of the fact, I will say this. So there are U.S. puppets that get cupcake coverage, and they're done as good. And, of course, all U.S. enemies are vilified. But there are U.S. puppets that step out of line, and they start getting you suddenly like them a little less, right? Which doesn't mean they don't get any cushy coverage, but they don't get the same cushy coverage. Like, you can actually read some mainstream media and go, oh, they're a fascist a little bit, right? Um, obviously, uh, uh, MBS, um, who's the, you know, uh, in over Saudi Arabia there is, is an example of this, right? You can actually realize that Saudi Arabia is terrible now. They'll be positioned against 
Iran and they'll be the, the good guy and the US ally standing up to evil Iran because Iran is evil for uh, something I don't fucking know for not having a, a nuclear program I guess I don't know um, oh god there's another event holy shit okay see yeah. see how unprepared I am uh-huh. We're gonna um, get okay them. hold on one second uh, so let's stick to let's stick to Modi for a second here uh, so Modi is actually starting to get a little negative coverage he's he's kind of you know stepped over that that line where you could admit he's a piece of shit in fascist yeah um, but he still gets somewhat cupcake cupcake coverage and so some things like that would be like these protests not getting a lot of attention okay uh but in india there are (laughs) in india there are i think it was 250 million farmers protesting hold on a second that's a Uh, number you just said a number and that's a large number you just said uh, the amount of people that live in america and uh so in there, they're marching through Delhi. They've actually got um, one of the interesting thing was there was a, a wrestler that was big. He's, he's an actor too. Um, he was the great Kali. I don't, I don't remember what his actual name is. Um, uh, actually, great Kali pinned, because he I, pinned the Undertaker one time. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually met him once because he was in the uh, the longest yard, um, and I was working Explain at the airport. Explain how that's a thing. Hold on. I was working at the air. What? That he starred in the long yard or that that helped me meet well, him? No, no, no. no you said um, I met him once because he starred in the y- longest yard. And I just need to know how you well, also didn't know star, the rock. He was in it. Well, <laughs> um, no, it was it was because they they had a it was Nelly's. Nelly came in and, yeah. and they also had uh, Isaac Bruce and um, was Ike in that? I forget what other. What's that? Was Ike I, yeah. in that movie? No, no, he was not. But but he was he was part of this little promo. But they flew into they flew into Spirit Airport when I was working there, and and All we right. got them off the plane and stuff because I was a line technician. So I've actually met this guy one time in person. Um, Is that I don't, before I don't after remember you his the name? Thing into the thing. No, oh, yeah, this is this is before I crashed too many airplanes. Um, Dalip Singh, that's his name. But he's actually like out there. He's famous as shit. And and he's out there, you know, standing with I the protesters that. and stuff. It's 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 pretty sound. Um, yeah. So this stuff's a big deal, but it's you know it'll get like one or two articles in the Guardian and like a CNN article here and some softball cut, but it's not like front page news. It's not something everyone's aware of. Um, no. And yeah, yeah, and it'll get both sides too. It'll be like, oh, the the talks just fell through, and the protests continue. And whoops, what a problem! You know, it's not it's like Modi is attacking farmers, and they're standing up for their lives. Just bad politic political negotiation here, guys. I'm so sorry. sorry. Um, so that's a really big thing. So you know, keep your ear on that. That is enormous, enormous protest uh, going on near Delhi. Um. Other thing, much more troubling thing, is there's been so our original current events episode actually happened because of uh, the uh, assassination of um, General um, Soleimani. Thank you, General Qasem Soleimani, um, and. Uh, Who's you know I mean the the leading figure in basically defeating ISIS yeah and and we turn around and we assassinated him and we're like whoopsie doodle you know and then everything got so buried in COVID that that those tensions kind of fell well apparently with Biden coming to office I don't know if it's some last grasp of Trump 
um, or if it's it's Problem. Biden coming in, or if it's just generally the State Department themselves. I mean, I would believe it because like Trump is is heading up a neocon team that is like hyper focused on Iran, but also Biden really wanted to put the 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 stop to the idea that he might re-enter the Iran nuclear deal nuclear because he was under deal. Obama, and he said. Yeah, and he said something about like upping sanctions with them immediately when he went in office. So, you know, I mean, it could be either the piece of shit or again, we know they're just revolving door. They make a difference, but not a huge difference. They're mostly just a revolving no. face for the same State Department monster. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, um, the guy that founded the nuclear research program, essentially, and, and, and Iran is not developing nuclear weapons. No, they're okay? not they're developing they're not. nuclear energy. Yes. And the guy who founded it, and it's not crazy for Israel to go in and assassinate Iranians. That's something they've (laughs) done. It's not. Um, (laughs) It's not crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's not crazy. I mean, not it's crazy, very like, much par for the usual. Yeah, it's par for the fucking course. Yeah. It's par for the course, and uh, but they haven't taken responsibility for this as they normally would. Um, it very much could be the United States, uh, but apparently he was in his car and got shot and died. Um, and there were a couple of other high-ranking Iranian figures that got assassinated. I think within the last week too. Um, so hold on a second. Let me see if I again Holding. I didn't do research. So let me see if I've got none something. of us did. Right in front of me here. Uh, so anyway, Iran believes it was Israel that, that did this. But you even if, if that is, Israel's just America's biggest puppet state. I was say. Um, yeah. Which is not to say they weren't founded as, as you know, Great Britain's puppet state. And they aren't also that. But it, it, mostly America, the way the world works, U.S. hegemony is a powerful thing. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, um they blamed Israel and the U S um, and Hillary Clinton as they denied the U S yeah. Why does it yeah, fucking I mean, matter definitely, if definitely woman who hasn't two. been involved, wait, 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 woman who hasn't been involved in any level of U S politics for at least, at least six years, she retired to secretary of state, but two years, uh, I don't know. Why do we give a shit? I don't give a shit if you deny it. Because she's, I don't know, they, they interview her about all kinds of shit. Um, but anyway, I guess part of it is, is they're interviewing about the, the, the nuclear scientists assassinations in general because they kind of started no. when she was Secretary of State. <laughs> Wait, um, assassinating Iranians started when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State? You don't say. Iranian, Iranian uh, nuclear scientists, yeah. Um, Any Iranian scientist. Iranian cell phone scientists probably got fucking murked under fucking Hillary Clinton. Um, but anyway, so that's, yeah, I mean, that's very troubling because it's, it's signs that they're possibly uh, a very huge escalation. And and as we know, you know, there is a lot of, of escalation. The U S is doing their extreme sanction tightening during COVID and during, you know, global recession, um, against Iran, against Venezuela, uh, against Syria, um, I mean that's something people don't really know. But before the war in Syria, uh, it again it was a liberal country. There's food insecurity. Um, There's about a million people living under food insecurity. Uh, now 
between the effects of the war and mostly the fact that – and trust me, the U.S. only wants the oil fields. They don't give a shit about wheat. They don't fucking care about wheat. We right? They Kansas give a shit about the oil fields. They, they'd be happy to permanently destroy the wheat fields by fracking if they get to the point where they're fracking there. But Rajava, the, the U.S. proxy um, the, run, you know, run by the, the Kurds there that the U.S. Will, will prop up and then throw under the bus and then prop up and throw under the bus, all just so that they take control of oil. That also doesn't just control the oil-rich regions of Syria, which really stumps their trade and their ability to use crude oil for for actually producing things and, and not just commodities, but food and other things like that. You know, you can't drive a tractor without gas, da, da, da. Um, but that's their fertile ground. That's their wheat fields. That's where most of their food came from. And so now it's close to 10 million people in Syria facing food insecurity during a global pandemic. So, um, yeah, no. Fuck. Fuck the U.S. Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, something I've, I've, I've always wondered about and, and been confused about because I try to keep up pretty much on, on Belt and Road. Um, and when I say Belt and Road, I, we, we probably have not gotten into this much. And it's an important thing to get into, but it's something I probably really want to prepare for before we go in there. I, I just use the U.S. colloquial name for it because so people know what i'm talking about right i mean and there's times where i don't do it like i don't say north korea i say dprk because it's the right name for the country right Correct. um or you know i mean it, but there's i say belt and roads so people know what i'm talking about but the actual proper name is one belt one road um and the last i saw because one belt one road is is like you know one one belt they're both allusions to like a silk road and a different old trade route. And the belt is like the land one that goes to Europe. And, uh, the, the road is actually like a water path that goes around through Indonesia and up, um, between, you know, Djibouti and Yemen and, and on into Europe. And the last map I saw of it, I actually went through the Rajava region in Turkey. So I, considering how us is going through China, I don't know how that's going to work out, but it, it, one belt, one road seems to be chugging along fine. So I guess maybe that map wasn't, wasn't perfectly correct. Um, but that uh, that control over Java is is a huge deal. That is a very powerful yep. U.S. proxy. There's a reason like ten years of policy was poured into that that monstrosity. Whereas Libya, they were happy to like collapse the state and and move on and and destroy the most you know uh, developed nation in Africa and turn it into an open air slave market and just cut and run. Right, they 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 had their oil, they had their colonialism, whatever the fuck. But Syria, the twofold thing: one, they kind of, you know, essentially realistically lost there, um, presuming it's over in, in some way that it seems to mostly be, but not completely. I mean, Syria's still got to win a lot of land and territory back. Um, but uh, you know, it it took so long, mostly because the resistance stood up, and Syria did a good job of of standing up. Uh, but also because you know, Rajab's that that area is very powerful for them. It's it's very very powerful in controlling oil, and controlling trade, and you know, I mean, it's yeah. Um. So that's that's some very troubling things um going on in the world, and some newsworthy things. But as you can tell, 
I'm not very prepared today. <laughs> Welcome. I had a long day. I had a long day where I woke up at five Dude. o'clock in the morning because my dog was going nuts, and I stepped outside, and two other dogs that I'm sure someone that lives around here owns, but I have never seen before in my life, were killing a deer. Like, I've like a hundred feet in front of me, and that deer was like fucking up their faces, but was going to lose the battle. And David Spencer, like, yeah, I deer hunter. Yeah. I've read 800 pages in the last week worth of communist and revolutionary literature. Um, we're both we're both tired. And uh, <laughs> and therefore, what you got this week was a bonus episode. Yeah, you're going to not know it was a bonus episode. We'll have already recorded. Yeah. We've recorded so many in advance that you will never know this happened because that's the commitment mm-hmm. we have to you as a listener. Uh, this is the time where I say you hello hello you listener hello uh, I this is the end of the year thing where we start seeing the uh, you know the Spotify wrapped and other various things and the, the the amount of times I've seen people who have listened to 12 episodes of us in a day or 12,000 minutes of us um, it doesn't make sense and and I don't we neither of us deserve it I think but thank you um just just thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart um um if there's any of this that is useful to you I I'm very happy um and beyond that it, it is just again this is this is the best thing I've ever been able to do and I'm extremely proud of of the content that me and David produce um that being said, I still don't think any of you should have to listen to us nine times in a day. That's that's punishment. Please don't do that to yourself. I I, I love and respect you enough. Why Go, would you do that? Do something else. I, I I please please do something else. Um, I don't even have a pleasant voice. That no, neither of us do. It's awful. We're awful. We're awful to listen to. That being said, if you wanted to send us a message, because this episode has been, we, we've been all over the place here. Um, you <laughs> yeah. wanted to let us know about, about something you thought, please email us. It's marksmadnesspod at gmail.com. Um, let's say you prefer not to use email, but you wanted to, to slide into those DMs anyway, at marksmadnesspod uh, on the Twitter. We're there. Our timelines open. Our DMs are open. All of the things are open. You can get us any fleets. Our fleets are open. Fleet us at Twitter. <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't know how any I of it works. Don't. If I reply, I don't know. If I reply to a fleet, I go to someone's DMs, and I'm like, I'm not trying to DM you. I promise. Um, I still don't know what a fleet is. I. There no are circles at the top of my Twitter, and someone they've ruined yeah, my know. Twitter feed. That being said, let's say you wanted to have a uh, back and forth, ongoing, quick time discussion. Um, you can do that. We're on Discord. Our Discord is the Dumb and Awful Discord, uh, where we will also be producing. Oh God, books two, which I've already talked about at the beginning of this. A the long-awaited a year later books two, uh, where Nathan tries to synthesize books in less time than this episode took. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> watch and see how nathan fails but if you'd like to you know play video games or hang out or just talk uh discord at uh, the dumb and awful discord where it's in our twitter bio if you have any questions send it to our email um david don't disclaim this episode this 
this episode no. is an abomination. This is bonus. This is this is hell. We should this burn is it. Like it's got, no, no, we're going to release it because the people does. The, the, we have to s- struggle sometimes, but no, no. I mean, fine, fine. Release it. Let let the people deal with it. I also think we should find some way to physically print out. I don't know, like a transcript or something of it, and set it on fire because this episode deserves it. <laughs> that being said this has been mark's madness pod my name is nathan my name's david and we will talk to y'all next week bye, bye.